This is Zoe Church LA. We're not just fans, but rather followers of Jesus. Tune in as Pastor Chad Veach teaches of God's love and how we can live a Zoe life, an abundant life. Ephesians chapter 6, jumping into the third installment, third episode of Fit for the Fight. Maybe you didn't realize this before you walked into church today. You are in a fight. We were like, ah, oh, man, I came to get encouraged. That's why I came to church. I'm not here to discourage you because the person you're in a fight with has already been defeated. He's a liar. He's a hater. He's been cast down. He used to be in heaven, but he tried to steal all the glory to himself, so God cast him down. He, all the sting, all the victory has been taken away from him because my God is bigger and stronger. So we don't have to be afraid of the wicked one. We don't have to be afraid of the evil one. However, I do need to let you know that Satan has a scheme and a strategy against you. Wants to take you out. But I love the Bible because it says, Greater is he that is within us than that punk that's in the world. So God says, because of the reality of the strategy and the scheme of the wicked one. We're going to need to put on the full armor of God. We're going to have to put on all the protection and all the resource and the provision that God has provided through the weapons that he has given us. Watch it together, Ephesians 6.10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, unless you're married, but against the rulers. I was just seeing if you listening. Against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of the evil in the heavenly places. Therefore... Every time the Bible says, therefore, it's saying because of the truth that I just let you know, because of that reality, take up the whole armor of God that you may, able to, you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Now, I love that because the enemy wants to get you to roll over, bow down, stay in bed to your situation, your feelings, and your circumstance. I had coffee with somebody this last week who's going through hell on earth. And he said, for the last week, I just want to stay in bed. I don't want to get out of bed. I just want to mope and stay in bed and feel sorry for myself. That is what the devil wants. But God wants you to stand firm. So when I talk about being fit for the fight, we're not talking about charging a hill and picking a fight. God just wants you to have faith to stand. We're not going to bow down. We're not going to roll over to this thing. We're going to stand up to this thing. Somebody say amen. Yeah. Having done everything just to stand. Some of you, your greatest success is the devil tried to take you out, but you're still standing. You could be in bed right now, but you're standing today. You're a miracle in motion because of the fact that you're here. Somebody clap if God has been good enough to you just to be able to stand. Come on. I'm in a pink t-shirt in Jesus' name. So stupid. 
Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace, in all circumstances take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. So we talked about in episode one, over our thoughts, we put on God's truths. We're not going to let the devil just come in and mess with our mind and mess with our thinking. We put on God's thoughts over our thinking. We talked about last Sunday, guarding our heart, putting righteousness over our heart. I just want to work our way through the armor so you're fit for your fight. Today I want to talk about defense and offense. The shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit. Now defense, because they say defense wins championships. Defense wins games. The greatest offense is a fantastic defense. And so we're going to need to learn today how to get good at defense and knowing how to defend yourself. One of the greatest boxers of our generation, Floyd Mayweather, has crushed it off just being defensive. You get into a fight, you try and attack, you might exhaust yourself, but you got to learn how to be defensive. But anybody that's grown up playing sports knows that defense wins, but offense is fun. And so if I'm going to play, at least let me get my shot up, okay? At least let me get a punch in. Like if you're going to fight me, let me get some offense. Somebody say amen to that. So I want to talk today about the combination, and, and we'll vacillate as believers between defense and offense. I want to preach a message, write down the title. It's called, I'm not going down without a fight. You're not going to find me in my bed crying myself to sleep without a fight. So if I'm in a fight, I'm going to throw a punch. If I'm, I'm not going out like no sucker punk. Amen to that? If I'm in a fight, I'm not going down without a fight. In Jesus' name. Amen? Come on, let's pray together. Jesus, thank you today that you are so unreal. You are beyond comprehension. You are beyond understanding. Your love overwhelms us. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for choosing us and pursuing us and loving us. Today, God, we acknowledge that you're faithful. We acknowledge that you're real. And we understand that if you're for us, who can be against us? We love you more than anything else. And God, we already as a church declare next year is the Lakers year. Lord, we ask, give us the ability to tank so we can get Zion on our team to win a championship. In Jesus' name, and everybody said together. Come on, let's clap, Angelinos. Just get some faith. Get some, get some faith for a lottery pick at this point. There's always next year. Amen. Um. By show of hands, if you have ever gotten into a fight, let me see your hand. Ever gotten into a fist fight? Let me, ever thrown a punch before? <laughs> this guy got two hands up. <laughs> I like that. Can't relate. Okay. Um, but I, 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 I'm more of a lover than a fighter. Four kids. And, um, but but I, um, I got in one fight that I threw a punch. I got in one, one fight. I got beat down a few times, but only one time I threw a punch. One time I was in middle school. I grew up playing basketball, so we traveled to different cities. And, and basketball players love hoop, and we love McDonald's. And so we play in these tournaments, and we go to McDonald's and eat our food and hang out. And this one time, it's middle school, and it was right around the era. Remember when your mama jokes came out? 
So yo mama jokes are getting real big, and I'm sitting there with my team, and we've all ordered our food, and this one teammate starts going on your mama jokes, and he starts making fun of my mom, my sweet mother, my five-foot-nothing Hispanic mother, Stella. She is from Mexico, Mexicali, to be specific. And this guy starts in on your mama, your mama this, your mama that, your mama. And I start turning red, middle school, rough era, rough. So I'm, I'm in middle school, I'm feeling insecure, and this guy's going after my mom, and my teammates are laughing. It feels like the whole world's laughing at me. And I panic, I didn't know what to do, I've never been in this situation before. So this guy's name's Chad, he's my teammate, great name, bad teammate. He's making fun of my mom. And he, all of a sudden, I don't know what to do. He's got this ice cream cone. He's licking his ice cream. He's making fun of my mom. Something rose up in me, man. I look at this guy in front of my team. I some came, righteous indignation. I just came up, whack. I slapped that ice cream cone, went straight up his nose. Now, when I did that, I thought to myself, yeah, that's right. And oh my gosh, he's going to beat me down. He is so going to win this. This is, and then I stood there like, <laughs> you know, like, I think those are the noises too. And, and, and I'll never forget, all my team is like, whoa! And Chad didn't know what to do. Chad, I watched his face. He's just like, there's ice cream just wedged up in his nose. And he just like excused himself and bailed out to the bathroom. Once he left, I started talking trash. Yeah, that's right. That's what's up. Talk about my mom now. Like once he's gone, you know. <laughs> I just want to talk about the reality of the fight that you're in and having a little bit of righteous indignation to say, you're not going to mess with my home. You're not going to mess with my mind. You're not going to destroy my future. I'm, st I'm not going down without a fight. Come on, if you're willing to fight the good fight and finish the race, you ought to make some noise and make a declaration to yourself and to heaven, I'm not going down without a fight. Just love these two pieces we're talking about today. We're talking about the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit. And when we talk about the shield of faith, we don't have faith in faith. We have faith in God. In fact, write down number one today. God is my shield. God is my shield. Hold up the shield of faith. What is faith? Faith, by definition, we talk about this at Zoe all the time. Faith is three things. It is trust. It is belief. It is confidence. I trust in God. I believe in God. I have confidence. So my shield that's up is, God. I have confidence you're my shield. I believe that you're my shield. I trust that you're my shield. God is my shield. Faith is not my shield. My faith in God is my shield. I don't glorify faith. I don't worship faith. I don't exalt faith. I worship God. God is my shield. Love the first book of the Bible. From the beginning of, uh, of this whole thing, God says to one of the first guys, Abram, he says, watch this, what he says in Genesis 15. He says this to Abram. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, do not be afraid. Watch this. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. God wanted from the beginning his people to know, I am your shield. If somebody's going to mess with you, they got to go through me. If somebody's going to touch the head of your, your, the head of your toes, I was going to say head of your toes. Doesn't make sense. If someone's going to mess with you, they've got to go through me. I am your shield. I'm your protector. I'm your protection. I am the one that 
stands before the darkness and the attack and anybody that's trying to mess with you and says, you've got to get through me to get to my children. I am a good father. I am a good protector. I am a shield. My favorite commercial right now is that Allstate commercial. The, the Men of Mayhem commercial. Have you seen that guy? Like right now, we just moved into to our house, and one of the first things I did was I went out and bought the Ring and got the Ring app, and it's this, it's this thing where, you know, when someone comes to your house, it notifies me, and I can see a camera shows me who's at my doorstep, and through my app, I can talk to them. So the other day, a guy came to my house. I was like, who is this joker? So I hit the button. I was like, hey, what's up? What do you want? He's like, oh, I'm here to, and I was like, no, 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 we're good. Come back tomorrow when I'm at home. You got to go. He's like, okay. Like, he didn't know who was talking to him. He just bails out. I love the commercial. This guy's at the restaurant, and this man of mayhem shows up at his doorstep, and the guy's like, who are you on his phone? And the guy's like, I'm mayhem. I'm a car thief. I'm here to steal your car. And the guy's like, what? And the guy's like, what? It's <laughs> my favorite part. And then he goes, and then he's like, he's like, yeah. He goes out, he breaks his windshield, he busts his window, he gets in his car, peels out in the parking lot, and he's like, are you protected? Do you have insurance? I'm here to tell you today, you are protected by God himself. You have the greatest insurance in the world. It's the assurance that God is for you. Come on, anybody thankful today that I've got God as a shield. It's not my faith that's a shield. It's my faith in my God that's a shield. I'm protected. I'm protected by the canopy and the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm protected by God himself. The devil can't just run up and mess with me. He's got to get through faith. Just love this about God because so many of us, we think that we can just walk through life and just be like, oh, I'm good. No, you're not. You need to understand there's something coming against you. There is a real Satan and a real strategy. There is real arrows being thrown at your life. Look here, Ephesians 6, 11 and 16. If you don't believe my word, let's just go to the Bible. Watch what it says here, Ephesians 6, verse 11, and then we'll read 16. It says, look, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil in all circumstances. Take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flamey darts of the evil one. All the flaming arrows, all the flaming darts, the devil is throwing at you right now. Now, Paul has used the armor of a Roman soldier to give a word picture of what God has given us as the armor of God. For here he uses the illustration of fiery arrows. In this context, they would take arrows and they would dip them into pitch, light them on fire, and then they, they would shoot them. This shield of faith is not a small shield. It is a shield that covers you from head to toe. Translation, God doesn't want any of your life to be exposed to the scheme of Satan. He wants every part of you, come on, to be protected from the wicked one. And the wicked one comes and he throws fiery arrows, fiery darts. He's shooting them at your life. He's shooting them at your identity, at who you are. I played paintball one time. Only once. That was enough. Unlike Nate Doomlau here in the front row, Nate Doomlau was so good at paintball, he was on the cover of a paintball video game. 
socially that will hurt you. That is good in one circle and only one circle. The paintball community. I went out and played paintball, and I'm out there in the, you know, the, the, the fatigues, and all of a sudden, this is like, Phoom! You can, I can hear it go by my ear. I was like, was that at me? <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'm your pastor. <laughs> Flying by. I'm like, oh, my God. I don't want to play this stuff. I want to go inside and eat food. Some of us need to understand you're living life right now, just walking down the road, foo, and the enemy's just throwing stuff at you, at your identity, at your confidence, at who you are. Come on, you need the shield of faith against the darts of the enemy. What do these darts look like? Let's just define what kind of arrows are being thrown at you. Put it up on the screen. These, fl these flaming darts, they're people's arrow tongues, impurity, selfishness, doubt, fear, disappointment that are planned by the enemy to burn and destroy you. So the enemy goes, I'm going to put fear and lodge it in your mind. I'm going to take impurity and get it all up in your, into your heart. I'm going to do whatever I can to make you doubt who I am and who you are. I'm going to throw at you right now all kinds of w wickedness, all kinds of evilness. I'm going I'm to put haters against you. No, that is the scheme and the strategy of the wicked one. But my God said I got faith as a shield and I could put up who God says about me. I don't have to bow down and just walk through life and get hit in my head oh I love this Psalm 18 put it up watch what the Bible says about God being a shield as for God his way is perfect the word of the Lord is proven he is a shield to all those who trust in him what about Psalm 84 who is God God is for the Lord God is a son and a shield the Lord will give grace and glory no good thing will he withhold from those who walk up rightly before him God is a son, and he's a shield. Son as in. Do you realize how bad the last two months have been in L.A.? He is not a rain. Thank you, Jesus. I moved out of Seattle because God doesn't even live in Seattle. I moved to L.A., and I found Jesus. He is the son. He is not a rain. Pastor Eddie's here from Palm Springs, California. Make some noise for my good friend, Pastor Eddie Windsor's in the house today. He lives in Palm Springs. Jesus lives in L.A., but vacations in Palm Springs. He is a son, and he is a shield. Therefore, take up the whole of God so you don't find yourself going, I can't get out of bed right now. I feel so defeated, so discouraged. I feel so overwhelmed. I got so much fear. I got so much doubt. I got so much insecurity. I'm, I'm, I'm going through an impure season of my life. No, no, no. You stand firm and you take up the shield of faith and say you can put every arrow. I don't care how much, I don't care how much you try and light that thing on fire. It is going to hit my shield and fall to the ground because I got faith in God. God is my protector. God is my good shield. God is going before me. If he was a shield to Abraham he's a shield to me come on somebody clap right now and just thank God right now you're not in a fight without a shield what a mighty fortress is our God he stands in front of the arrows and he takes the hit for you I'll absolve the shame I'll, I'll, I'll take the hit of the accusation 
He became sin for us so he can stand in front of the arrow. It would never touch you, but it pierced him on a cross. We don't even face it because I got faith in Jesus Christ. So he says, as a defense, put up a shield of faith. And as an offense, use the sword of the Spirit. Write this down, number two. His word is my weapon. Could you imagine going in the fight? You got a helmet, you got a belt, you got a, a shield on, but you got nothing to be offensive with? Like if I'm going to be in a fight, just let me take one shot. Let me just get one hit in. Let me get one swing. I love God because God's like, I got something for the defense, but trust me, I got something for the offense. It is the living, breathing word of God. Anybody thankful today that the grass could wither, the flower could fade, but the word of the Lord will last forever. I'm standing on the truth of what God said about me and what God said about you. Somebody thank him right now. I've got the sword of the spirit. Growing up in church, we used to play sword drills. We'd be there in, in, in Sunday school, and everybody would have a Bible. Everybody would have a Bible, and, 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 the, and the Sunday school teacher, they'd be like, okay, John 3, 16. Like, and then stand up. And we're like, I got it right here. And, and what the teacher was trying to explain to us and teach us was that you need to be ready on where to find that verse. So when the enemy attacks your mind and attacks your life, you know what the Bible says about you. You'll stand on the sword of the Spirit and say, not today, Satan. Not today, devil. I know what God says about me. You're not going to win today you need a sword in your life you need a weapon in your life you don't need to be Zorro but you need to know the power well you need to know the power and the authority of what God says about you you need the sword of the spirit and when you get the sword of the Spirit, watch this, Revelation 12, and we overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. In other words, it is all about what Jesus has done. So when he attacks me and tells me this, that, and the other, it's like, hey, Joker, do you realize Jesus died for my sins and I'm forgiven whether you like it or not? Yeah, but you're this and you're that and you're... Who cares? You're ugly. Ice cream. Nostrils. Don't, don't, like you're stupid. You are dumb for real. I overcome not by my own power. Weird Christians are like, let's go. Let's fight. It's like, no, I didn't want to have to do this, but since you keep messing with my family and messing with my church and messing with culture and my city, let me just push you back and tell you who you are and where you can go. You are defeated. You're a punk. You're a liar. And my God has all the victory. I'm more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. I'm the head and not the tail. Somebody thank him right now. I'm not going down without a fight. I love the Bible because it tells me three things. Write down the first one. It tells me who I am. 
It tells me who I am because this punk wants to tell you everything you're not. You're not good enough. You're not from the right family. You don't make enough. You, don't do, you, you never fulfill your calling. You never fulfill your vows. You're a hypocrite. I'm going to expose you. You're a liar. He is the accuser. He is the hater. All he does is lie. His natural tongue is lying. But I go to a God that does not tell me who I'm not. He tells me who I am. He says, I, you're, co you're chosen. You're called. You're anointed. I'm for you. I've got a future. I've got a plan. Somebody clap right now and thank God. I don't care if you're telling me who I'm not. My word tells me who I am. Like it or not, I don't care where I come from. I don't care who your parents were. I'm the salt of the earth. I'm the light of the world. I'm a chosen generation. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm the marvelous light. I, I, didn't, I didn't choose this. God chose me. I didn't find God. God found me. And now I'm the righteousness of God. And when you get into the word of God, it is the greatest, truest mirror in your life. You look in that. Nobody I know looks in the mirror and is like, dang, I'm killing it. Most people look in the mirror and like, oh. Oh, I hate my legs. I hate my legs. Not me. I look in the mirror. I'm like, I love my legs. That's real talk. Someone in the back is like, is he serious? I don't know. I can't tell. Oh, I'm wearing pink. Okay. Um. I just went to Seattle this last, uh, this last weekend, and I got back, and whenever I leave, that's when Julia spends our money. And so I came, I came home, and she's like, I, I, you know, we have this new, new, new bedroom. And so she said, I got ourselves our first full-length mirror. And I was like, oh, great. And so I walked in, and the full-length mirror is great. And she's like, no, I went to Target, and I bought it for $50. I said, pound it. Way to go. That's in the budget right there. That'll work. And so now we can look in front of the mirror. And you know what God's word is? God's word is a mirror for who you really are. Stop listening to this accuser tell you what you're not. You're not going to, you, you'll never, you, he speaks with such pessimism. He speaks naturally lying. He tells you such negative things. He wants you to go on a guilt trip with him. He is the worst of the worst of the worst. But when I get in front of the Bible, the Bible says to, to me things that I would never say to myself. I'm chosen. I'm called. I'm loved. I'm forgiven. I am free in the name of Jesus. It is the greatest truer mirror that I have. It tells me who I am. Hebrews 4.12, watch what it, it says. Come on, it's on the screen. For the word of God is alive and active. It is sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. It exposes who you really are in the best way. The devil brings condemnation in your life that drives you away from God. Holy Spirit brings conviction and draws you close to God. It exposes who you really are. You start living for the world and money and fame and this, that, and the other and pleasure and the flesh and God's word will expose who you really are. You really are a servant. You really are a lover of people. You really are someone that wants the house of God. You really love, come on, to give everything to God. It exposes us for who we really, truly are. So it tells me who I am. It tells me what to do. Like you ever be in a situation like, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know. I don't know what I should do. How do I handle? What do I do? God is not passive aggressive. You ever be with a group of people 
and you're like, where do you want to go out to dinner? And you know so-and-so knows where they want to go, but they won't say it. You're like, where do you want to go? They're like, oh, I don't care. You guys choose. I, I'm so chill. You're not chill. You're the furthest thing from chill. I've, I've, got, I've, got, I've got no opinion. You have an opinion about everything. God's not the God that's like, you guys just do whatever you want. Sort it. Whatever you want. I'm, I'm so chill. I'm so easy. That is not God. God is not so chill. God is not so easy. God is so deliberate. He is so upfront. He is so intentional. God tells you everything he wants you to do. This is what you do with your body. This is what you do with your money. This is what you do with your relationships. This is how you handle a marriage. This is how you handle children. God tells you what to do through his word. Basic instructions before leaving earth. The Bible. Just love this. Joshua 1a. Watch what God says to Joshua. He says, do not, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Translation, if you're only getting scripture every Sunday, it's probably not enough. Because God said, I want you to have a little bit in the day and have a little bit at night. So maybe get on the Bible app and get the scripture of the day and maybe read it twice, day and night. Watch what will happen that you may, you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Did just show of hands. Anybody here you want to have good success? Just, if you're not raising your hand, you're lying. You're just like, I don't know if I want to have good success. You do. You can't have success. You can't have prosperity if you don't know what to do. Just tell me, what do you want me to do? God's like, this is what I want you to do. In every situation, every question you have, God has an answer for. Anything you're wondering about, God knows what he wants you to do. He knows what you want, he wants you to do in this situation, in this season of your life, what you're up against, what you're facing, the things that are wandering in your heart. God says, I've got an answer. And if you go to my word, I will show you the mirror of who you are, and I will show you exactly what to do. That's why the Bible says one of the most famous scriptures in all the Bible is Psalm 119. Watch what it says. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my come on there's more people light to my what path what do I do I get in God's word and all of a sudden it's the word of God it is the B-I-B-L-E that God's like yeah yeah I actually I know you got a degree in this but I want you to go down here yeah 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 I, 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 I do understand that you feel that way but I actually I want you to forgive them And I, 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 do, I do respect that you, um, you have that and you, you, you want that, but I actually want you to surrender it. It is only through the Word of God that we find out who we are and we find out what to do. It's like every time I get in it, it's like, oh, yes, I forgot. That's who I am. That's who I really am. Write down the last one, worship team, you can come join me. It tells me what not to do. <laughs> this is so good, because this is so God. I open up God's word, the sword of the spirit, and God lovingly, gently 
in a fashion and a form that only he can do. He is so good at correcting me. Now, I, I just wonder, and I'm not here to badger or belittle you. My question to you is, is there anybody in your life that can correct you? And most of us are like, ah. Oh. God's word is so good at no. No. Mm-mm. Bad thinking. Bad attitude. Not my plan. I've got more. You can just start reading it. He's like, um, I do not want you to do what David did. No Bathsheba's. Because if you get around Bathsheba's, it's going to be bad. I kind of, I had to. Um, no, I don't want you to be like Moses. Have an anger issue and you don't get your promise. No, no, you will not be like Jonah. Well, I give you a word and you rebel against it? No. You'll not be like Solomon. Love me, serve me, follow me, and then fall in love with things I've forbidden. You will not be like Saul, plagued by disobedience, insecurity, jealousy. It's not what I have for you. You will not be like, and it just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. Because when I get in the Bible, the Bible just nudges, corrects gently, just gets me back onto track. And I don't know about you, but I have a propensity to drift. I have a propensity to go back to who I used to be. And when I get into God's word, it literally puts me back into alignment of his plans, his promises, and the future that he has in store for my life. So I don't know about you, but I need the Bible, anybody else. Stand your feet. Let's read this last scripture, 2 Timothy. All scripture is God-breathed, and it is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. All scripture has been inspired by God. You might be like, I, I thought some dudes wrote the Bible. Yeah. Some guy sat down and wrote the Bible, but God overwhelmed their mind and he overtook their pen and God wrote every single book, every single chapter, every single verse, and he wanted you to know every single truth and every single story. So anytime the enemy tries to come against you, you can say, no, 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 no. I know what my God says. Like, I just, I know what that liar sounds like. I, I know what it means to have him just throwing arrows at your life. And if you don't got faith up, I've taken some hits in my day. How about you? I've let him just put things in my mind that I'm like, well, how did that get there? That is so the enemy. I've got to get back to my shield and back to my sword so I'm fit for my fight. Like the, 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 greatest, the greatest season that this was tested in my life is when our daughter was diagnosed with lysencephaly. And I could literally hear the whoo, and whoo, I could, I could feel it. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm under siege. I'm under attack. And by the way, when you and I get strong, is when I take my shield, and you take your shield, and you take the other person's shield, and we come together, unity in force, and we create a fortress that we're not going to let the enemy just attack our families. 
And it was in that season that I learned, man, I, there's no way I can win this fight without the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit. I'm telling you, I was watching just, if, if, if I could give in to my feelings and to my emotions, I would have stayed in bed for weeks, cried myself to sleep, had a pity party, invited everybody over, and just cried and cried and cried. But I felt faith rising in me. I felt trust rising in me. I felt hope rising in me. And I took the shield of faith. And I started telling the devil where he could go. You can't have my home. You can't have my marriage. You can't have my Georgia. You can't have my future. You can't have my calling. I know who I am. I know what to do. I know what not to do. And I know who I am by the blood of Jesus Christ. So I will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. Somebody give him a praise today. If you're thankful that greater is he that is within you than he that is within the world. And you're going to need these weapons because you never know when that day will arrive. You never know when that phone call will hit. You never know when that report will come. You never know when that fallout's going to happen. You'll need a shield and you'll need a sword. And God is preparing you for the battle that you're in or about to go into.